It is to demand that it is right. But he doesn't know that the way he's walking is a, a wrong one. Just in case I am on a wrong path. Except wisdom be imparted from on high. The entire meeting is a waste. The entire meeting is a waste. Can you cry out for wisdom? For the spirit of wisdom and revelation? We receive. Oh, Shalebraka Sika Balakatalamana. Shalebraka Kosiela Namana Kasilebaras. Jesus Siko Palakalamandes. Rela Bakasi Kalabaladaki Alabaka Sika Bakako Sika Balada. Wisdom imparted this evening, Holy Spirit. Oh, Jesus. Good evening, everyone. Hallelujah. Praise God.
Please, you may help me with with my sound. Just increase it a bit. Hallelujah. Praise God. Good evening, everyone. Are you doing good? Are you all right? You can greet your neighbor by your side and say hello and just smile at least. You don't have to frown. And um, is it look good? Is the Lord good? Okay, so the Lord is good? And all the time? I didn't hear everyone. The Lord is good? I still didn't hear everyone. The Lord is good? And all the time? Hallelujah. Let me shut that door, please, so that we can help me with that door. God bless you. All right. Um, amen. How many of you were here last Saturday? Okay, let me, maybe you should drop your hand. How many of you were not here last Saturday? Ah. It's like, did you guys do substitution? Like, those who were here last should stay at home. What happened? If you were here last Saturday, let me see your hand. Today, if you, okay, can manage this. All right, I'll just continue. First of all, I would um, say a few things. Um, I have not. I have not been very close to the house in, um, say, a year, almost throughout your time, right? And uh, or even no more. And some of you may have noticed um, a part of that. Well, for quite obvious reasons, not like I had feelings, no. Um, I just um, I'm quite a, a busy professional, so it's it's very difficult to put this side by side. I've explained this to your pastor before. Um, it's 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 not intentional. It's just at work, um, then. There are other things, work, family, and everything can be difficult to put so many things together. If I even had my way, I'm not even pastoring this church. I'll be somewhere in the background, maybe ushering at some point, uh, joking, or protocol. Uh, or even that one is demanding too. <laughs> Amen. But. Um, but we even we thank God for for such 
opportunity. But this year, I'm aware there more. This is a new, almost a new set coming in, right, into um, leadership. Um, our endeavor, yes, not to be far from the house, um, so that um, <clears throat> we can um, do, we can do so much together. Um, in the course of time, being away, there are certain things too that I have been doing in the private. I'm saying them because I want to have a background to what I'll be talking about. Uh, I hope we'll have a minimized movement after she comes in. I hope there will be no more movement. Please ensure that that door will not open again. Amen? Except for extreme reasons. Uh, and I should be aware of that. Oh, okay, let's let me make it make it flexible. Pastor Femi be aware of that. Amen. All right. Okay, so um so I said in the course in the time uh, actually also have been away. There have been real reasons for me to to hibernate and then Maybe spend some more time, some more time praying. Spend, spend some more time just seeking the face of the Lord. Spending some more time asking questions. Spending some more time. Seeking answers. And really <laughs> and there's no grace to do this and really it's been Very, very interesting. No, just shut the door, don't worry. Just shut. So I'll speak a bit about trends. Um, some of the trends I, I have noticed, and then. I would tell you the kind of questions I've been asking. Like, um, maybe your pastor may note this, maybe for some of you who are older. And then, <clears throat> and I just think about it with me. Um, Some of you have noticed that um, 
okay, if you were here the last, um, those two Saturdays ago, and even last Saturday, some of you would have noticed a couple of times that I have said some a phrase like this, not to restrict your Christianity to your studentship. You heard me say that before. So, for some of us that were around last Saturday, we looked at the book of Timothy, and then the book of Timothy showed us some pictures about the life of Timothy. And he said, the Apostle Paul said to Timothy, he says, um, um, he says, do not allow, let no one despise what your youth, right? And he says something about you being an example unto all believers in word, in doctrine, in faith, spirit, in charity. It's, you have it there. And he had to say that to him because Timothy was already becoming scared that he was not competent sufficient enough for the task for the work that was put in his hand are you getting this he was put as um, the presiding bishop of the church of Ephesus you should understand what that means and he was put at a very young age of 18 how many of you who is older than 18 here if you are older than 18 ah, praise God and then you put a person like that there and then um, he had to encourage him. Let's look a bit into that and so I'll, I'll be able to um, share with you, share with you what I just will share and look and, and we pray and we go. Hallelujah. Okay, so look at Second um, Timothy chapter one. Second Timothy chapter one. Um, look at verse one. Are we projecting to? I want to be sure. So we're ministering together. All right. So Second Timothy one. If you are there, verse one. Say amen. Praise God. If you are there, say amen. Second Timothy 1 and verse 1. So he says, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, according to the promise of life, which is in Christ Jesus, yes, to Timothy, my dearly beloved son, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. Now, I can read the book of Timothy, especially Second Timothy, to any person who is young. Because the Apostle Paul wrote it to a young Timothy. So if I have anything to say to someone who is really young and who is in leadership, the first thing I will tell him is, read the book of First and Second Timothy. If you make sense of it and can apply it, 
into your present life, then you're doing well. But if you read the book and it looks like it's not applicable today, you have a lot of growing to do. Do you understand? Now, to Timothy, my dearly beloved son, what? what? Grace, what? Mercy and peace and from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. Verse 3. Now it says, I thank God whom I serve from my forefathers with pure conscience, this is the Apostle Paul, that without what? Ceasing. I have remembrance of thee in my prayers night and day, greatly desiring to see thee, being mindful of thy tears. Do you see that? Thy tears. So there was one. Did you get that? And they were real. Thy tears. That I may be filled with joy. And there was no telephone then, but I don't know how he would have done it, how he would have called and he would be crying on the phone. But may the Lord give you understanding. You can write in tears, you know. <laughs> when I call to remembrance, what? Now look at the unfeigned what? Faith that is in thee. Can you give me, who can help me with that word unfeigned? As in give me a, another meaning of the word unfeigned. No, you can use a dictionary or something. Help me. What? Don't give me the one from your head. Though. I want a real dictionary synonym of this word on fame. What is it? When I, rec- when I put it... Okay. We, oh, oh my. You've gone ahead of me. The previous verse now, please. All right. No, okay, I know. I know. I didn't need you to change translations for me. I just wanted to... It's still KJV. If it's not KJV, it's not down. This. So let's go back. When I, all right. When I call to remembrance the word sincere faith, that is where in you. Did you see the key word? The key word is what sincere. And you have no idea why he used that word sincere. Let me tell you. Every one of us came into school, especially, and I will put myself in that bracket, and I do not know whether it applies to every one of us here, but I think most of us. Thank God for good churches that could give you some kind of foundation. Thank God for churches that had Sunday school and all of that. But a number of us came in, not knowing Jack. Thank God for you churches that gave us some help help in the knowledge of God. But if you are like me, that had a moment in my life where I had to, I don't know, maybe there are some people here that just all of a sudden switched from the pathway of being the person they could have been, maybe the club boy they could have been, if they continued the pathway in the temperature and the temper and temperament that they entered into school. I don't know if there was, any, there was there's a, or there is anybody that, like that. You, if you had continued the way you were coming from the secondary school, especially with the orientation you had 
and the kind of things you already started liking from the secondary school, you shouldn't be in this place. Is there anybody like that? Okay, you are. Thank you very much. So, uh-huh. so we, we had, we were going, as a matter of, thank God, thank God for God. We were going to hell. I mean, I'm telling you, thank God for God, because I'm not sure where we'll be by now, man. And then we we had real so so I had moments so you, let me let me backtrack so you have no idea the the usefulness of that word sincere because when I, I came to a point in my life where I needed to now know the Jesus of this book the God of this book for myself praise God and if you know what that was for me that was the that was the revolution and what it did for me was that i paused and refused to hold anything i used to know of this jesus and had to like have a fresh impute into my system mindset of what this book really entails so I came in with a very, very dangerous hunger for Jesus. A very dangerous hunger for the word of God. A very dangerous hunger for prayer. A very dangerous hunger for fasting. A very dangerous hunger for God. That, I, so I did not have a religious outlook to the same thing we're handling. I read it for the first time. Like, I, I deleted everything I used to know, whatever anybody had taught me before, and I, I started taking the books from cover, from, from chapter into chapter, from book into book. I, I also thank God for people God led into my life. And maybe as I'm saying this story, maybe God is just appointing you um, properly as... Um, stewards, people whom God will use to direct properly. I owe so much to someone like Pastor Joshua. How many of you know Pastor Joshua? Ademuago. Okay, you may not. And he took me by the hand with my money, not with his money. Took me to Latana there and bought a concordance and that was that was hundred level second semester, hundred level second semester, or not? Was that maybe two hundred level first semester? There was one nine month strike. We had strike in my own time too, like nine months. And then, my God, my God, that was where we met Jesus. <laughs> that nine month strike was the beginning of my life. And so, took me, we bought a concordance, bought Ken Hagen book, Growing Up Spiritually, bought a few other books. When you invested, at that time, concordance was 3,000. Bought the concordance, bought this, and then, so I was so intrigued by the fact that, you mean I can know everything in the Bible? And that was how life started for me. I read I, the hunger was so much. There were times I go back to that book 
You know, they're selling books there. And I'll pick up a Kenahagen book and I'll read it standing. And I finish the book standing without buying it. <laughs> oh my. I, I, I picked up a Kenahagen book and then I wanted to know everything. There's this book. I mean, you, just to tell you that it's not like I'm standing here and I'm lying. You know, El Shaddai, I finished it standing. Books like um, Tongues, the Upper Room, okay, those ones we took down as 300 and something pages. We took it home and we finished it in a week. Just name it. Which one? Zoe, the God kind of life. Faith, love, love the. I mean, and that time, thank God for our Papa Kenneth Hagen. That was, that was food. That was spiritual food. And they say, if you've not read it, and, if you, and I will say it again to you, don't believe you have started working with God if you've not started reading, if you've not read more than half of the literature of that man. It, it is what we call baseline for Christianity. It's the, when you, you want to do foundation, whatever you do when we want to do foundation, that's what you do with that man's book. And God used him mightily. So that was a great season of my life and that was how growing up started for me. A lot of us were baptized into religion. When you see some of us, the attitudes we have towards the things of God, a number of those reactions and um, mindsets we demonstrate is just based on the fact that someone taught you something about God but you didn't find it out by yourself. The moment you stop having cross-references, like having references like that traces your growth, your passion to somebody, like you're finding the reason why you should run after God. That is, it is an original passion. You must get to that point. I pray for you in the name of Jesus. Now, whatever is sucking your attention from the true things of God, that those things are removed off the way in the name of Jesus. That fresh, pure hunger for Jesus. You will never be tired of Jesus in the name of Jesus. Please open the door. You know that we should pay a fine for everyone that's, that is coming in late. What do we do to them? No, you should give the verdict. What should we do to them? What time did you tell everyone? All right. And so, a fresh hunger for God. You need it. You need it. You need to have a moment where you say, I know, you, you know, you, you, you can say, this is my life, this was my life, and then before Jesus Christ and after Jesus Christ. You know, B.C., right? BC and what? <laughs> and AC. You must have such a moment in your life. And that started it out for me. The, in, the need for sincerity in your Christian work, the need for sincerity is that if you follow God with some preconceived notion 
It's like when you're given a bunch of keys and there is a padlock. You will need to keep trying different keys, right? To open the door. I have seen and I know how terrible it is for a person to be trying different keys with God. In fact, I there are depths you will go into God. You will then realize how much religion is inside of you. You would not know how much garbage you have of the knowledge of God until you enter certain depths, until you are baptized into certain truths. Are you following this? For some of us, and I will still speak of myself, leaving everything that was like the knowledge of God maybe Sunday school and everything, and reading the book just to, the book is written in English, reading the book just to know all the content of the book. I'm talking about the Bible. Reading the Bible just to know the content of the Bible. Reading it consistently, reading it, reading it cover, cover to cover helped me Helped me purge some of the things that they said that they pushed as the knowledge of God. Just the just the reading of the book. Praise God. And it, <clears throat> it did something more than. I, you 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 can't you can't quantify that, you can't quantify that. I'll still advise anyone. You see, the reason why I'm sounding like this is so that you know this thing is a marathon. When people when people see the Christian race, they think it's a sprint. They think that quickly run, quickly hit a particular thing, quickly hit get a particular result. It is not a sprint. It's a marathon. You will be running this thing for the next 70 years. It's not first to finish the Bible. <laughs> we are the, the, when you read the Bible, it is in the hope that you will really be transformed into the content of this Bible. And until the Bible has a lock on your heart, the chances of you having an outcome in life that is different from what the Bible, the book talks about, is high. So what is studentship? What is your time in school going to afford you? It's going to afford you the opportunity of knowing the book. It's a season for you to know the book. Find out the content of this book. And I pray for, and I pray that you pray one prayer that Lord, may I never have a design of a life that is outside the content of this book. Did you hear what I said? May I never have a design of a life.
that is outside the content of this book is a dangerous thing. (laughs) It's a dangerous thing to have tasted the Bible, the Word of God, and diss it and do something else. Have you seen that in your Bible? Look at, have you seen it? Maybe I should show you. Look at um, Peter, right? Let's look at Peter. It's not like, <laughs> praise God. Look at, that will be Second um, Peter, right? Look at Second Peter chapter 2. Second Peter chapter 2. Second Peter chapter 2. It said so much. Mm, look at verse 1. It says, but there were, we'll come back to Timothy. It says, but there were false prophets also among the people, even as there shall be what? False what? Teachers. Among what? Among you. There were false prophets. It says, there shall be what? False teachers. Right? Among you. Who privately shall what? Bring in what? Come on, are you with me? Bring in what? Damnable what? Heresies. Hmm. Even what? Denying what? The Lord that brought them and bring unto themselves what? Swift destruction. In 2 Thessalonians says that do not that that day shall not come until they come be a falling away first. If there will be a falling away, it means that they were standing. It means that they were in track. It means that they were right in the right place and they fell away. The Bible tells us of one man. The Bible calls his name Demas. Have you read about Demas before? You know, my brother, you know we are the one teaching this teaching. So you have Timothy, you have um, Second Peter. Now help me find Demas. That's in Timothy too. Timothy too. It says, talks about Demas. Um, have you found it? The one, the, it says, I want you just to see this with me because the Bible says they shall come a falling away. And let, and let me tell you something about that. <laughs> Even Jesus said, one of the signs you will have of the last days is what? That the love of many will wax cold. Now, meaning in the beginning, the love they had for God was hot. And somehow down the lane, the love they had for God became became cold. So it is not what it looks like in the beginning. As a matter of fact, it is how it looks like later on. You see, you need to pray for yourself. Lord, I will not be one who can sit down today to hear the word of God and tomorrow. Lord, may I never leave my seat in the house of God. You know the scriptures that says goodness and mercy shall follow thee. When? What? All the days of... It says, and it says, and we say, we say it as I shall dwell. 
dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Do you know what you mean? It means that God may I always be, it says a day in thy tent. I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of the Lord than to be in the tent of wickedness. You know what that means? Lord, ever help me that my seat, ever help me that I will always be seated in the house of the Lord. Pray for yourself in one minute. Just say, Lord Jesus. May not happen 20 years from now that I cannot stand sitting down in the house of God. Pray for yourself, Lord, help me. No matter what I become, no matter what I become, I will still be a student of your word. I will still be a student of your word. May I always be a student of your word. Ever be a student of your word. I won't grow out of the house of God. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Praise God. Look at what he says. For them as had what? Forsaken me. <laughs> this is someone who went with Paul. You needed to read Demas in Philemon. Demas was, they called Demas in Philemon a co-laborer. Did you see it? If you see Demas in Philemon, he called Demas a co-laborer. Says for Demas, if you, did you find it? You didn't find Demas in Philemon. Philemon 24. Great. Look up Philemon 24, right? Philemon 24. He called, Philip, he called Demas, just like we're saying today as um, ministers. I pray that you will not be ministers today and your number are incomplete tomorrow. Say, Pastor, do you know what you're talking about? I do. <laughs> Sadly, I do. You know, it's not the first time in the Bible. The Bible talks about he called 12 to be with him. One of them betrayed him. You know that? They were not complete at the end of the day. And he says, let his bishopric be taken away from him. Let, an, let it be given to another. Some people think that it's just because I am VHP minister, I am CGT minister, I am whatever, as we used to call it. And you think that God had a studentship hand on your life. You are a joker. As you entered and been baptized into the work of the Lord, as you've come into handling the word of life, stop having a studentship mindset of it. Something you should have for as, as you sit down there is as I have come into this stewardship, I take this stewardship for the rest of my life. It's a very serious matter. You saw it. Marcus, what? Aristarchus, Demas, Lucas, that's Luke. My what? They were with him going everywhere he was going. The Apostle Paul. Laborers. Laborers. Some of you, I don't, okay, you may not have done, so we've had reunions. Pastor Daly will call for reunion. We are always not complete. I'm telling you, some of them, we have sad stories of people who were in VHF who say they don't believe in God anymore. 
I do not make stories. Call PD. He'll tell you, as in there are some people, even as PD is in the UK there, there are some people that don't come, that they know he's there, like they have stopped believing in God. We have pictures of what they were doing in VHF here. They have stopped. How did you get there? Some people have become something else. Radically opposed, different from what they started out with. So it's not just about being um, served in social capital. You must understand the hand of the Lord resting on you is not a temporary hand. It's not a hand that is subject to 500 level. Then when you hand over, it is over. The hand is off, off your life. It's not off your life. You have come into something serious, something that should guide you for the rest of your life. That's why I'm teaching this way. Ordinarily, I should just say, come, let's see what, what's going on in, in this and what's going on in this uni, ministry. You know what? I've come to see that what God prizes the most is not the fact that you do anything for him. It's the fact that you walk with him. Can I say this? Don't tell me what you did for him. Some people, some things we do in church, we can organize some people out there. They don't need to be saved to do it. Are you aware? The hallmark of the ministerial calling, that minister is something deeper, something serious. It's something, do you understand what I'm saying? That's why, for example, especially in my time, I, I hold those who are in charge of organizing, those ones who roll the wires, right? That's what we used to call them. Is it, what do you call them now? Organizing. Oh, okay. Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today. And they will have excuses to not be a part of the service. They are rolling wires. They will set up the service. Everybody gets blessed. They roll the wires. And through the service, they have like uh, we do, those we used to have, is when the service is on, they have gone to have, have their bath. The real substance of the service they'll miss, and they'll come back to come and roll the wires again. I'm like, what manner of foolishness is this? You have left the more important things. When they talk to Martha, it says, thou, it says, leave, for the, she has chosen the good part, and it will not be taken away from her. She was complaining. Martha was complaining that Mary, look at Mary just sitting down there. I'm the only one washing the plates. At that time, Jesus, not only Jesus was there, the 12 disciples, then 70. Imagine catering for 82 persons. Ketra. And you will feed 82 persons. You will wash plates. You will get the plates ready. And, and of course, Martha needed Mary's help. <laughs> Jesus said. And said, so she's just sitting down at your feet. I said, Martha, we will not remove Mary from sitting down before me to come and help you wash. She has chosen the, the more important part and to not be taken away from her. You can get lost in the activity and forget that there is a hard work. It is, I am working with the Lord. Some people do ministry in such a way where they do the activity for God, they are separate. Some people do this thing like, I mean, me, it will not be your story in Jesus' name. It won't be your story. 
It won't. They do it, they separate themselves from it. Like we said, if you were here last Saturday, you learn the fabric of the leadership of God's spirit from doing ministry with the Lord. Let me tell you, you cannot come early to church. Well, you may have learned coming early from your parents. But let me tell you, there is something about applying yourself into the work of God. You will learn the importance of coming early from the Spirit of God. If nobody spanked you, he will spank you from within. That you don't treat the work of God like that. But you cannot have that kind of work. I tell you the truth. Pastor, listen. It doesn't matter what kind of home background you come from. There are certain things you may not have had an elder in your family to tell you. It's possible you came from a background where your parents spoiled you. It's possible you came from a background nobody can talk to you anyhow. It's possible you came from a background you are literally spoiled. (laughs) But one advantage the Holy Ghost can do in your life is this. He will not look at what mommy and daddy have done. You know what? As he enters into your life, he becomes the chief daddy. The chief landlord. He will tell you what is right. He will tell you what is wrong. But the problem is this. People come into school. There is the absence of sincerity. You see where I'm coming from? The absence of sincerity where you are working with God and you want to know him for who he is. That absence of sincerity removes them from experiencing the tutoring of the spirit of God. You will, if you are, for example, I'm the protocol officer. At the time, if pastor says do this, if pastor complains about what you did, if pastor says, scolds you and says, minister, so, 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 we we are completely disappointed, dissatisfied with what you're doing. You know what? I take that correction. First of all, first knowing that God put this person, God did not make a mistake by any means that this person is above me and can tell me my faults. I take the correction with the heart of the Spirit of God that the Spirit of God is correcting me on so 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 matter. I don't complain in the personal note to the person. No. I take it that the Lord is correcting me. Sincerity. I say, Lord, because the principle of leadership is this. If you cannot serve, you will not be served. You are not deserving. And then I, I take that and I go to the closet and I say, Spirit of God, how would, would you want me effect changes? How would you do this? Without complaining, without murmuring, understanding that that is a system by which God has put me to train me, to remove the excesses in me. And then that, that's where I learned, yes, sir. That's when I learned obey without complaint. That's when I learned how to, how to be under authority. That was when I learned stewardship. That was when I learned all the... Are you following this? That's, that's how I learned it. I learned it that, you see, God put someone ahead of you to... is is part of the culture of grooming you in the things of the Lord. That was where we learned how to honor God's servant. That was how we learned honor truly from the heart. That was when we learned we don't talk evil. We don't talk ill of those whom God has appointed. Even in the room. We may not say it in ministers' meeting, but we don't say it also in the room. We learned for crying out loud that we know there must be a reason. 
Even if there was something we did not personally understand, we go on to them on a personal note. Because it's not hard feelings. It's the Lord that owns the vineyard. The Lord puts me, the Lord puts him. But how do we do it in church today's democracy? If I like your face, I will hear you. If I don't like your face, I won't hear you. You are doing yourself. You can't last in this thing. Your rebellion will single you out one day. And it will destroy you. You tell some people corrections, mild corrections. You check them out. Watch the offense that's gravitating, oozing out of them. You are doing yourself. If you cannot hear in this little, I tell you, you can go far. You can't. You cannot. You may go far on your own, but just know the Lord is not going with you. In the university of God, sincerity is the first platform. Learning it sincerely. Sincerity. Don't be too smart for your age. Allow the tutoring of the Spirit of God. I tell you, allow it. There came a time. This thing was grooming in the heart of Demas. When Demas was already harboring offense, he was still a laborer in Philemon. But the time came when the thing that was inside him had to come out. Please help me with the um, Timothy. It had to come out. Then it looked like the thing that I wanted, the lost you were, the thing you were lost in, because. That love, that penchant for the things of the world. That love, that penchant for... Because when, when he puts it, he says, For Demas had forsaken me. The reason he, forsake, he forsook me was what? He, because he loved this present world. And let me tell you what it is. It means it's not just about the fact that Demas feels, felt like he has it's a long time he parted. No. It wasn't like Demas was feeling... Uh, I mean, let me jaye. No, it wasn't like that. No. Demas was one person that led prayers in church. Demas was someone that was at the forefront. But you know what happened? There is, in this system, is there are two kingdoms here, basically, understand this. There's a kingdom, the, the kingdom of the God, and there's a kingdom of this world. There is. And that is the one thing I want everyone here to know. I'm sure you know this anyway. Listen, there is the way, the Bible says, let us... As, let us receive, let us have grace whereby we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. For our God is a consumer. Have you, have you seen that scripture before? He says, Let us have grace. The grace we are to have that we may serve God acceptably. Meaning that there is a way to serve God acceptably. With godly fear and reverence. As in Hebrews. So, so, if you do not serve God acceptably accordingly, according to the way he should be served in this kingdom, you will eventually have to subscribe to another system of serving God. And then, the wisdom, the Bible says there's a wisdom from above, and there's a wisdom of the earth. 
every the two kingdoms have their own wisdom <laughs> this kingdom you cannot serve god and mammon in this kingdom it's different are you following this and so there is a culture it says withdraw thyself from any brother who walketh not after the tradition that we have received there is also a tradition but you know what? There was something about, okay, this is how it is done in the house of God. This is how it is done. This is how it is done. Then Demas, after some point, the culture, he needed to get some, he, he was, oh, let me borrow leave from some of these other things. And then, so when it says Demas had forsaken me, it grew inside of him a discontentment that maybe we can have it some other way. Maybe we can have a remix. Maybe we can modify it. And so, that was the beginning. And that is still today the beginning. Today, till today, the beginning where we add living into the service of God. That, is, that, that today is the beginning where people have where, where, what you call um, offer strange sacrifices <laughs> when you talk about the sons of Eli. There is a way to serve God. And then that started the false wrong ideologies as to the service of God. That is the father of religion. Religion is a system whereby people take the way God has made and the customs of God. And then they add human, what we call human intervention, where you take some pieces or some value systems of men and you add it into it with the hopes that it will still please God. You know why we say the scripture, obedience is better than sacrifice. Remember I said it there? And to heed than what? The fat of rams. You know why? And that scripture was said in the context of Saul. They gave the clear instruction, kill every one of them. You know what Saul came back? He said, I found these goats and sheep and rams very useful. And I think that they will serve the purposes of the sacrifices of God. And we can use them to sacrifice and all of that. And so he took some of brought all of them there. Good intentions, right? Disobedience, right? And then Samuel looked at it. You know, you look at him and say, yeah, you even have a heart for God. But that was what we call religion. He lost kingship just because of that act. The church of God, I'll say this thing because I know we are are listening. The church of God is gradually ebbing away on this issue. We are thinking God will follow us everywhere we go. No. The way it works is God is stationed. We come to where he is. He won't change his system of doing things because we are now in the 21st century. The tradition is still the tradition. I'm not talking, right? You don't like what I'm saying, right? The tradition is still the tradition. There's still the way he must be served. 
And so when Dema started having a problem with submitting to God and his systems, love this person one, he's departed unto the system. He left. He left. That's what happened. And you know what? He may have served for 10, 20 years. Well. And then the last 20, 30 years of his life. The Bible speaks of Alexander. Talks about men who have made a shipwreck of their faith. Come on, now this thing's too hard for you. Are you Bible students? So I pray again in the name of Jesus that every one of you will be firmly rooted in the will of God for your life. Your priesthood will not be shaken. Neither will it be taken away. That upon this altar of investment that God is putting into your lives, he will come and find fruit of it. You won't lose your priesthood. I pray that when it comes to the time when it will be said of men who served God in their generation, your name will be there. In the name of Jesus Christ. Look around. Look around. Look around. Just look around. You know what I'm saying? You should look around. Today will be a receipt. I might not be here. I may not be there by that time. Today will be a receipt. Look around. Look around. Just ensure you can see. Ensure your eyes can capture everyone in the building. Capture everyone in the building. You know what my prayer for you is this. We will have reunion. VHF reunion. VHF is whatever. Maybe 20 years from now. I pray that at the time when we call, you will be in the building. Your story will not be different. You will not, it will not be said of you that those who have erred from the faith, those who have moved away from the faith. Listen, it's not about VHFO. (laughs) There is something bigger than that. We serve the Lord Christ. And at the end of the day, the scripture I wanted to start, start with was Romans 14 and verse 7. Romans 14 and verse... Um, it says, Let every man, that every man shall give account of himself. Have you read that in your Bible? Every man shall give account. That's Romans 14. No, that's okay. There is, um, I think, verse 13 or thereabout. Just find it for me. Account of himself. It's still the same Romans 14. Just, just go down. Praise God. Have you seen it? I'm waiting for you. Praise God. It is far beyond just what we are doing. Everyone will give account. I pray for you. It will not be different on you, for you. It won't be different. Your own story will not be different. In the name of Jesus Christ. I have real... I, see, my heart... at least I'll say I've been around a little I've been around a little my heart really bleeds so then every one of us do what? give account of himself to God that word is very powerful when you use the word account is this scripture true? is it true? 
He says, everyone shall give account of himself. Account of himself. Mean, the Bible says in another part, it says everyone shall give account of everything that he did in the body. It means that there will be a f- kind of explanation as to how you, you handled what was committed to you, how you did life. Do you know that is a, let, let me tell you, when you tell someone that you give account, it means that even if he's counting money, like let's say the person who is in charge of the treasury of the church, you will give account. You know, it means that at some point we may look at you counting money, we will be feeling like, ah, this guy has money, this girl has money. But the day of account, <laughs> account means that that thing that we saw you doing, we didn't know that you would still come and tell the real owner the details of that transaction. You, do you understand what I'm saying? Ah, it's just like saying at the end of school, you give account of whatever you did in the university. It means that 100 level, everybody may leave you to do anything you would like. They will not disturb you. You may party, you may not go to class, you may sleep, you may read. If you can. But at 600 level, everyone will come and give account of, of his studentship. Meaning that the, you have discretion at some point. You have latitude at some point. But at the end of the day, you will now explain that discretion. Are you getting this? You explain that discretion. So you can choose to sleep all through. By 600 level, you would explain. And you know what the interesting thing is? If they did school like that, it means that everyone will be promoted to 600 level. But if every one of us were studying medicine, it means that they would then give all of us the same surgery to do. And then the result of your sleeping will show in the patient. Because we are sure that patient will not make it. You know, that's a quite a relaxed, flexible system. They allow you anyhow you choose. But whatever you do understand, the end is on that patient. That patient will not make it. And for some, they will make it. So let's not just do 100 level exam and pass and we're thinking we have arrived. We still have to 600 level. That's why I I keep emphasizing that thing. May your Christianity not end with your studentship. It's a very important lesson. Don't be the one. I say, you can be the one sharing the rev today. (laughs) And tomorrow, you are not anywhere near the radar. I tell you, it is true and possible. (laughs) It's true and possible. Today, you hold values of God. You hold values like keeping your body right, chastity, tomorrow you have to lose one. It's possible. Now, because I ask myself, when Jesus said men's love for him, the love of many will wax cold, I kind of ask myself, what made it cold? How did, at what point did it get cold? Listen, the systems of this world, they are designed in such a way that they do not promote hunger for God. 
And for some people, their hunger for God is in a cultured environment because you have it, you're in UI. People pray chapel tarmac. People pray this place. People pray in chapel. We, we have prayer meetings on Friday. Do you know that as soon as you graduate, there's no prayer meeting on Friday? There's no service on Wednesday? There's nobody dragging your shirt. You must come to church. There's nobody that says the wires... <laughs> you must roll the wires. <laughs> Nobody's holding you to, to fix the mic. Then you are the boss of yourself. If the Lord has not gotten a hook on you right now, outside of a pastor's supervision, outside of a ministry obligation, outside of... Are you getting my point? If, it, if, it has, if there is no hook inside of you that drags you naturally to the house of the Lord, I am already praying for you. We came to school to find God. That's the meaning our studentship. We may pass, do graduate of biochemistry, whatever it is, but we came to school to find God. It will be said of you, I don't even know why I'm just praying on this prayer, but I will pray it. It will be said of you, as you finish school, you entered into a greater stewardship. Whatever you are doing, you come into a greater expression of God. Tomorrow you may be the one who will be seen on the TV. Tomorrow you may be the one we will see on our phones. I pray it will be your story. That is when you went from glory to glory. Your love for God was not circumvented, aborted by anything whatsoever. Your love will remain hot. In the name of Jesus. Jesus. I had in my time. I was still in school. Just had one break like that. Okay, yes, you're still the strike. And then in my own moment where I'm pushing, finding, and then I was thankful for this. Did you see? You know, when you had did you see then, of course, just like I said, look into look around. You can almost also say that for look look around. Call everybody in hundred level, look around. You know what's funny about it? By the time we are graduating 400 level, um, just a handful. Oh, oh, have you seen that before, Pastor? Have you, who, who has noticed that? Still in the same school, just a handful. Turn out, serving God, graduating with the same fervor and passion like they had in 100 level. Why is that? You know why I'm sounding like this? There are greater examinations than these studentship examinations. And you know what we've seen? I have been here for some time. I have seen it cycle year in, year out, year in, year out, year in, year out. You know what? I see, when I, tell, I told you, I said, over the time I've not been around, I have been doing some real questions, right? Well, for you that crying out, oh God, what exactly is going on? What exactly is going on? And to think that yours truly would still be standing here holding the mic, you need to know it's the grace of God, the grace and the mercy of God. You think you can, you think being pastor in school means that you would always get it right after? No. You know what? It says endlessly content for the field. You know I use content. <laughs> Oh God. 
There I now learned. I, the last time we came to church, remember what we taught in church? The last service I came that we taught. You remember? You remember? What was the title again? Um, what? I didn't hear. You are enough. You will not know what will bear that message. Because I then realized <laughs> what is the most important thing you need to find out while you're in school? Ensure that God, you have God in your system, autopilot. You are, your autopilot is towards God. This thing looks like idle tales today until tomorrow. But the Lord will help you. People don't just remain hungry for God. Passionate for God. No. 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 And then, even within set, I'm you, I'm wondering. And then, even within set, I mean, stuff. Real bad stuff. You have, you have folks in DGC and they are doing stuff. Just in case you think it's okay, it is not okay, let me tell you. If you have folks, they are coming to church, they are seemingly doing one thing or the other in church, but then their hangouts are not pure. Hear the word of God to you. You are doing this in a controlled environment, you are this careless, you are this loose. What will happen tomorrow when the whole world is your space? I have spoken in parables. I hope it is understood. You know why you remember the scripture we used? Others who save with fear. What? <laughs> Saving with fear. You've forgotten the scripture. No, no, that's that's in Jude, right? Have you seen it? And of some, yes. Have what? Compassion. Making what? A difference. Yeah, 23. And others what? Save with what? Fear. Pulling them out of the fire. Hating even the garment that is spotted. Whatever your background is. I don't have self-control. Every guy I hook up with, something always happens. Hmm? You came to school to find God. Your announcement, that's the announcement. <laughs> that's your, listen, that by the time you are done serving as a minister, let your story be, I came in like this, I came out better. But it can only happen if you applied yourself. There is something about the house of God. It's a system whereby God will use it to cut your excesses. For those who have problems with coming early for meetings, it is not that somebody is angry that you didn't make it for five. Somebody is telling you indirectly that you have a problem with your passion for God. Because if you are you, you cannot, you cannot, 
You cannot love someone so well. You have a date. (laughs) You can't be in a romantic relationship and not want to be with the person. At the speed dial, where are you? You take charter from wherever you are to that place. Right. Is a diagnosis of what is running inside of you. Maybe said of you why you are a minister. You are early to the meeting. Not I pray. Settle it now. Before hands are laid on you. I will go. I will treat. I will do all that is expected of me. Not because of any man. Not because of any person. As a service unto the Lord. Is it clear? Ensure that the end, your pass mark is how you serve God. You served God dutifully. I will act, I will do, I would serve as serving the Lord Christ. He's rude to servants. He said, Do not serve your masters with eye service. You know why we're switching it? We're switching it to for you to be able to put, copy and paste what you will do while you are a minister with how you will treat the Lord's work if the Lord were the one that was the pastor. Are you getting that? Praise God. So what scripture were we? We're done with eliminate, eliminate. So yeah, in Peter, right? Now give me. So in Peter, I'll just run through this and we close. Praise God. Are you getting anything? Yes, Peter, that's where we were, were. So he says the f- false prophets also among the people, even as there shall be what false teachers among you, who privately shall bring in damnable heresies, even denying the Lord. Look at this. Did you see this? They are false prophets. The Bible is even complete with false apostles, false prophets, false teachers, everything false. Can there be false evangelists? Maybe. But now, listen. It says there shall be false, 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 false. This might, I, I need you to see something. If it says there shall be false if you are false prophet, mean they are true prophets, right? Mean they are, if they are false apostles, they are true apostles. If they are false teachers, mean they are true teachers. And I leave you to that one. I'll leave you to that one. But I'll still tell you, there is only one yardstick to ensure that in the last days you are not a you are not a victim of heresy. You are not a victim of falsehood. know what it is. I, and, I, and I'm willing to put myself inside the same bracket too. Listen. Whatever you hear me say, if it's not in the word of God, discard it. But if he bears witness in your spirit that these things are true, according to the word of God, you have heard it. And you can't unhear it. Now, listen. 
But one safeguard for against deception in the last days will not be your brain. Will be your spirit. And that spirit of yours, that spirit of yours is the spirit of God. The Bible talks about you have an anointing from the Holy One. You do not need any man to teach you, right? Right? But that anointing which is in you will teach you all things. Because when people start bringing damnable heresies, don't think heresies will not be sweet. If it's do you know what is even false will even be sweeter the one that is true will be look the blackmail that one make it look bitter <laughs> are you getting what I'm saying but the reason why people fall victims for heresies the bible says some will heap he- unto themselves teachers with each ears this one will heap unto themselves teachers is because inside of themselves they have a lust. And those teachers are feeding the lust. In the beginning, what is fueling what, as in, is lust that is fueling what they want to hear. That is, oh God, can I talk to you? There's a series we did in church and does uh, says, we, we taught on these lines. Do not come to God for what he can give you. Come to God for who he is. In him, you will then find out what this relationship is all about. You know, some people come to God for jobs Come to God for breakthroughs. Come to God for wives, husbands, right? If God, the center of God is the blessing of God to you, if what God can and will do to you is what he can give to you, if the, the all of God is what he can give you, if there is something you attach to God, that is, let put it like this. If God does not give you anything, will God still be God in your life? Will God be the God you will still serve? For example, some of them, some people may attach their ministerial work here. Like, when you serve God in school, when I serve God well, at the end, when I graduate, God will give me a job. Let me break your heart now before you get there. That is not what this relationship is about. It's not about it's not about children, it's not about work. Are you getting my point? And God is looking for people who will seek him and serve him for real deeper purposes than these transient purposes. How can you serve God for something that another man can give you? For the fact that another human being can give me, forget, is not worth it. Then why is he God? Are you getting my point? But to tell you this, we serve God to find out what is in the heart of God for us and execute it here. Are you getting this? So we were called to be conformed to the image of his son because if we are not conformed into the image of his son, we cannot do the work of God. Because to do the work of God, you have to be in the image. 
the image, you must be in the likeness to wield the power to do the work of God. Praise God. Is this boring? (laughs) So praying in tongues will help you. Pray in tongues. Brethren, pray in tongues. And read your Bible with no preconceived notion. Don't go praying in tongues. As in, I didn't say pray because of something. Pray more. If something is not true, you will have a witness in your spirit. There's something wrong with this thing. It's inside, you will know. There's something wrong with this. Now he says, who bring them even denying the Lord that brought them and bring unto themselves what? Swift destruction. That's why I said on this one, you're going to be responsible for that. You're going to be responsible for that. You determine who you listen to and you determine the end of your faith. Go on. Two. And many shall follow their pernicious ways by whom? By reason of whom? They'll follow the false prophets, false teachers. And it's, 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 this is going to be a trend of the last days. And I used to say to myself too, I hope I have not already believed one. And I am and already walking on that path. Well, <clears throat> and many shall follow their pernicious ways by reason of whom the way of truth shall be evil spoken of. That is it. As in, like I just said it now. When there is a mass following of false teachers and false prophets, those who are following the true prophets and true teachers, they will blackmail that one. Because I feel like, you know, this is the real way. Why are you walking in this one? So every man will answer that, that at that last time. But go on, verse 3. It now says, and true covetousness, this is, did you see this? I said the lost inside of you. Do you know that? Come on, come on. Do you know that for some people, they were serving God, following God, and it got to the point they got married two years, three years, four years, five years, no child. Do you know what makes people go to one stream and wash their head with one black soap provided by one prophet? Have you heard of those things? It's not only in Hollywood, it's real. I hope you know it's real. Even PD has told me stories of VHF fights. I'm doing this. Go on. You threw all the word of faith, all the things that you word of faith that you used to hear. Everything went to the backside because the problem that you are now facing in your life became so real. I said this thing is a marathon, and I'm shouting it like this to yourself for one reason. I want you standing tomorrow. And I'm telling you, do you know what makes people go to one stream to wash their head? Do you know that it's not every one of us that will finish school that will have jobs immediately? I hope you know. And do you know that nothing will be wrong? Nothing is wrong with you, and nothing will be wrong with you by then. But if they baptize you into thinking that something is wrong with you from your father's house, something is following, tracing you, following you, walking with you, it's running, running, showing your your life running the program. Then they tell you there's one water you should drink. Hmm. And God help you. 
I hope you'll be able to tell your parents because they're the ones that will first come with that false love. <laughs> oh, God. They will now meet someone. I know one pastor, that one prophet that you know, says you take this water, you drink, no water, all the problems will be solved. Hmm? Then you will know whether this thing that you are hearing, whether it's truly entering or you are doing for sure. Why will people do that? True covetousness. So if you don't seek God now, leave results alone. Say, God, I want to find you. What exactly is this program, this kingdom of God and heaven about? I'm telling you some of the things I think I wish I knew them really this strong. Listen, because folks, for crying out loud, let me tell you something, guys. Do you know that the essence, the real reality, the reason for VHF, the reason for VHF is an extension of the kingdom of God. It's like an extension of the kingdom of heaven. It's an extension of the program that God is doing in the world today. Let me explain it clearly so you understand. That is, <laughs> oh God. God is causing his reign, his dominion to be expressed through this body. Like what he's doing in churches everywhere, he's just con- he's, he's expressing himself through the body. So, when you are called to be a minister in the house of God, I hope you are seeing that what we are doing, I am a party, I am a minister, I'm joining God to achieve what he wants to do. It's not partisan, it's not, um, it is the expression of God. God just called you to do something he cannot do. Because I hope you understand what I'm saying. I, I, I used this analogy last, last week. That is, church is the body, right? The body of what? We call the body of Christ, right? There is a head, right? And then there's the whole body, right? But the head and the body belongs to the same person, Right? So, the head is there, the body doing the work, meaning that what the head and the body, if he was doing it as in together like this, he will achieve his purposes himself. But then, he did this in such a way that every one of us will make up that body, but then the head has given the direction what it wants to achieve. So you in the body, you are not called to do something outside of what the head is doing. So we are called the body of Christ because there is no other agenda other than what the body is doing, other than what the head is doing. So the moment VHF does not find out what God is doing, especially find out what God is doing, God, what exactly are you doing? That's the very first question. Then when you find out what God is doing, then the next thing is, how do we achieve what you want to do? 
That is what calls for ministerial positions. Then everybody comes to find, okay, this is what God wants to do. Okay, how can I help that? You see, the moment everyone understands this, there will be no liability in the ministry here. Because it is not about who is pastor. Is that if I don't do my part, I'm frustrating the overall agenda of God. That's where people serve God with their heart. That's how we serve. And that's the reason why we serve God with our heart. We do everything. Let me tell you, there's an idea, there's an understanding of the word stewardship that is practically missing in the body of Christ. Especially in the church today. I would say church generally as for us. Stewardship, I mean, understanding that what you are doing, you are doing it for someone who cannot do it by himself. Example, I use the analogy. If there is a caretaker of a property, is to collect the rent, ensure that the house is doing well, and remit the rent to the owner. He is not the owner of the house, is he? He is not the owner. But so he would give account of okay, I let out room one and room two to so so persons. This is the money. That money is not his money. He can't spend it anyhow. Luke 12 says, Who is that servant whom his Lord will come and find doing? As a make ruler over all his house. Stewardship makes you understand that your time is not your own. Stewardship makes you understand that your talent is not your own. Stewardship makes you understand that your money, your treasure is not your own. It makes you understand even this, your body is not your own. Have you read that in your Bible before? Do you know the reason why you give account? Because it is not your own. Oh, are you see making any sense? You give account of your stewardship. You see, the Bible talks about the particular servant called him. He says, come and give account of your stewardship. Luke um, 16. He says, come and give account of your stewardship. Because you will be removed from stewardship. I've heard so much about you that you have been doing anyhow. Then the Bible says there are many instances, many many parables Jesus used to explain this thing. He says a certain man gave gifts, talents, and went to a far country. Said he will come back. It's common knowledge when you read your Bible and you read those kind of passages. It just means one thing: that this, the Olorioko is going to come back. But do you know the way we run the show? We run the show as if he will never come back. So don't think that the real serious judgment, the real serious account will be done for every other person out there. The serious churches redeem Anglican. But we VHF, God knows that we are just playing or we're just enjoying it. We're just, we're just trying to understand. No, no, no. Come on. It's because of that lack and fundamental. Un- the, 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 the void of that fundamental understanding that makes people behave anyhow. That your body, this your body here, you cannot treat it anyhow. You manage this body according to the will of God. 
If you treat this body anyhow, do you know you can go to meet the Lord at 40? I said it the other time. You drink sugar. Okay. I'm still young. I can burn it. Okay. The Bible says, no, you know that your body is the temple of the Lord. Have you, do you know that that body is not yours? It is not yours. There is a stewardship of even your body. You cannot carry your body. You cannot carry that body because it's not yours and give it to a harlot. You cannot carry that body and use it for fornication. It is not yours. The reason why that bell rings loud in your spirit that no, 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 is because it's not yours. If it's yours, there will be no reason for any conviction in your spirit. You are treating another person's property anyhow. How will you explain how STD entered into the temple? You open the door, arm robbers came in, and you are giving. Are you getting that? I use that fundamental, just just the understanding of the fact that your body, so you know, so you know that the way you eat, what you eat, and everything, God expects that you have some level of common sense according to the word of God. Because if you are not longer in this body, there is you can't do anything else for God here. You can't work for God here if you are not here. The real Olorioko, the owner of the body, if he was here on the earth, he would do this ministerial work by himself. You will not need anybody in charge of CGT, the charge of sound, in charge of organizing. He will be the one manning everything by himself. But the idea of you coming into the mainstream of doing the work of God is because he cannot do it. He is not available. He cannot, he cannot be here. But he now says, so okay, Timulay, okay, handle this thing and do this for me in my absence. It's just expected. It's just reasonable common sense that you will do it according to the dictate of the person who put you in charge. Is that not, is that not clear? The way we treat our bodies. That money, we have the understanding that our money is our own. <laughs> we have the understanding that our possession is The Bible talks of a man. It says, so is the man. The man says, let me largest, let me stretch forth man and, and live fat. I mean, the bands and broke down the band and said, let me build another one. And the Bible says, it says, son of man will come and say, son, Bring this soul. And then we'll know who you have heaped up these things for. So is anyone who is rich, who, is, who has amassed treasure for himself and is not rich towards God. And I'm like, why will God demand the soul from the man if it is not his own? So God expected him to treat even the treasures, those things, well. Let me take it further. <laughs> I'm sure you don't like me by tonight. The talents. <laughs> the things that God has given you, those talents of yours, you think is your own. You think is your own. Let me tell you, for some of you, I hope you, I, I want to draw me this thing inside of your mind. When you're done with VHF, after you serve in VHF, there will be another, another, another requirement of stewardship from you. 
It might be, I don't know wherever the Lord will take you next. There will still be stewardship. While you are in VHF, he's teaching you how to treat his own thing. When you go somewhere else, the only thing, the fundamental understanding you will have of that work is also stewardship. That it is not my own, it is his own. It's the same thing everywhere. That money of yours is not your money. That talent is not your, your talent. That body is not your body. As a matter of fact, that time is not your own time. You will give, every man will give account of what he did in the body. Every man will give account of himself to God. So when those guys, you know what those guys, true covetousness, lost. So this is an opportunity. So we are trying to say, see, the depth of your knowledge of God will help you in your service for God. If you have not weaned yourself off this thing lost and all of that, tomorrow you will fall into the trap of these false prophets. You will fall into the trap of these false teachers. And they will make, with feigned words, Feigned, right? Are you saying the feigned? The other one was unfeigned. What? This one is now what? Feigned. So what does this one now mean? Good. Insincere words will make merchandise of you whose judgment now of a long time lingereth not. And their what? Damnation. Now look at verse 18 of that Second Peter 2. Verse 18. It says, For when they speak, Great swelling words of vanity, they are lure through what? The lusts of the flesh. Through much wantonness, those that were clean escaped from what? Them who live where? In error. Oh, this. Go on, 19. While they promised them liberty, they themselves are servants or servants of corruption, for of whom a man is overcome. Of the same is he brought in bondage 20. For if after they have escaped what? The pollutions of the world. Through what? Through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. No, who said it? It won't be your own story. Your Christian faith and testimony will not be short-lived. For if after they have escaped the pollutions of the world through the knowledge of the Lord Jesus and Savior Jesus Christ, they are again, they are again. The first time was when? Before they got saved. But they are again what? Entangled therein and overcome. The latter end is worse with them than what? The beginning. Are you seeing? You see that there is no studentship in this, in this thing. You, you had the knowledge of God. But what have you become? You've become, you've become a different version. As in, what you, I mean, you started out with passion for God and all of that. And then you become something else. You know, it's difficult after you've tasted the word of God at this certain level, tomorrow 
you give yourself to some other thing other than the true word of God. You know what you you just say, oh church, I've been there, done that. I mean, I'm, I'm too busy for that. I can't. I don't have time. And then every other all of us we we, we look like we're idle people. And you are the busy one. <laughs> I don't have a problem with you flying high. As a matter of fact, you will fly high. You will reach great and achieve great strides in career and all of that. But if there is only one thing the Lord is sending me to you right now is why you fly. Remember where you started. Remember how you remain grounded. Don't fly and forget how positioning. Look at this. For yeah, the, who, the latter end is worse than what with them than the beginning. Look at 21. Look at this. For it had been better for them not to have what? Come on, come and read it. For it had been better. Been better if they had no no just stay with it. If they had for them not to have known the way of righteousness, then after they have known it to turn from the holy commandment delivered unto them. Being around, I told you I've been around for some time. I mean, I've seen it. I've seen it. I've seen it. I've seen it. And I think that maybe if they, they taught us with so much strength and, and emphasis about the fact that, come on guys, there's a bigger field. Do this thing that you're doing seriously. Understand what you are doing. Treat it with a heart of stewardship. Have at the back of your mind that God will ask you, how did you treat ushering? How did you do this one? How did you do that one? How did you lead this set of people? Are you following this? Lord asks you a question. What would you say? Ten persons were given to you. Before you were done, they became five. Did you steward right? Did you steward right? To turn from the holy commandment delivered unto them, verse 22. But it has happened unto them according to the true proverb, the dog is turned to his own vomit again. And the sound that was washed to her what? Wallowing in the mire. 23? Okay, that's 3. That's 3 and verse 1. So it says, this second epistle, beloved, I now write to you, which I stop your minds by way of remembrance. Are you seeing this? Well, lastly, end in Second Timothy. And so he said so much to Timothy. Second Timothy, back. Second Timothy. So he says. When I call to remembrance, that's verse 5. <clears throat> Timothy 1 and verse 5. Okay. 
when I called to remembrance. So he was telling Timothy, that young, young pastor of the church of Ephesus. And he says, this is why I said I can tell you. Look at this. Praise God. Are we together? When I call to mind, to remembrance, the unfeigned faith that is in thee, which dwelt first in thy grandmother Lois and thy mother Eunice, and I am persuaded that in thee also, that is in thee also, verse 6, wherefore I put thee in remembrance that thou wert stir up the gifts of God which is in thee by the putting on of my hands, verse 7. For God has not given us so, Pastor, God has not given us the spirit of fear. Right? He has not given us the spirit of fear. You know why he had to tell him, call to remembrance the days of the faith in your grandmother and your mother is also in you? Stir up the gift of God, which is in you, by the laying on of a hand. Are you following this? Remember what is in your mother. Stir it up. Why? God has not given you the spirit of fear. But of what? Power. Amen. But of what? Love. And what? Of a sound mind. Verse 8. Be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord. Power. Love. And what? Sound mind. Be not thou therefore ashamed. Because he was gradually tilting away, was getting ashamed of what? The testimony of our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner, but be thou what? Partaker of what? The afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God. Face it. There are afflictions for just being a Christian. Face it. Say, Timothy, face it. That's the reason why God has not given you the spirit of fear. Fear, but so the affliction was one of the reasons one run away. And when you start becoming like that, you lose your you lose your positioning. And when you lose your positioning, you become a demas. You are there, but you are not there. Do you understand what I'm saying? And then he says, For what? Be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord nor of me. Because you are looking at how I am suffering afflictions. I'm in bonds. They are in prison. You get, I'm in prison and all of that. You, you can start seeing what is going on in Apostle Paul. Ah, if this can happen to Apostle Paul, what will be my fate? Are you getting my point? Because Timothy had to reach Apostle Paul and say, Apostle Paul, when I'm seeing the way they are treating you, can I do this thing? Can I even be a partaker of this thing? I mean, I'm scared though. And he said, come on, remember your mother's faith. Grandmother, come on, stir up the gift of God. He has not given you the spirit of fear. Power, love, sound mind. So do not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner. We are together in this thing. So go through it. Be thou a partaker of the afflictions of the gospel. According to the power of God, verse 9. Look at this. Who had saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own what? Purpose and grace which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. This thing has been in the pipeline. God had it in mind. Don't run away now. 
Don't chicken out now. Be down a partaker of the affliction. It is part of the purpose. Do you understand? You know why Apostle Paul would say, I fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have what? Kept the faith. Now it's laid up for me. Because while he was doing it, I do not run as one. I run as one that wants to win obtain. I do not fight as one that beats the air. All the while he was doing it, he was remembering there's something ahead of me. That's how we do the work of ministry. There are many issues around it, but we remember. We remember. You're taking time to spend time to pray. You're spending time to do all of these things because we remember. We have to be a partaker. Look at this. Verse, verse, give me verse, before the world, verse 10. But it's now made manifest by the appearing of our Savior, Jesus Christ. That gospel, that is the gospel that has appeared to us. It's the gospel that saves. Praise God. Are we together? It's the gospel that saves. So we can't chicken out now. The gospel is out. This is the only gospel that can save. If we run away, what gospel are we going to preach? Now, this gospel is made manifest by the appearance of our Savior Jesus Christ, who has abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. The same gospel. Verse 11. Verse 11, please. Whereunto I am appointed what? A preacher and what? An apostle and what? A teacher of what? The Gentiles. Verse 12. For the which cause I also what? Suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not what? I am not. For I know whom I have believed. And I am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. Verse 13. Look at this. Hold fast. Don't lose your grip. Not out of fear. Hold fast the form of sound words. Which thou hast heard of me. What? In faith and what? In love. Which is where? In Christ Jesus. 14. That good thing which was committed unto thee. Keep by the Holy Ghost. Which dwelleth in us. Verse 15. Just go on. That this thou knowest that all day which are in Asia be turned away from me. Have you seen that? Be turned away from me. Of whom are who? Fight jealous. And who? So you see, there's only demons are forsaken. If it happened in the Apostle Paul's time, Are we going to say it won't happen in our own time? The next question is, it won't be me. (laughs) Would it be you? Of whom are Phyllos and what? A Hebrew genius, gone 16. The Lord give mercy unto the house of Onesiphorus, for he often refreshed me. Onesiphorus did not run away from me. He refreshed me. Some other people forsook me left me thinking that something was wrong with me for bearing the, the, the marks of our Lord Jesus Christ and was not ashamed of what? my chain 
Now verse 17, what? But when he was in Rome, he sought me out, what? Very diligently and found me. Other people ran away from me. Someone was looking out for me. Look at verse, verse 18. The Lord grant unto him that he may find mercy of the Lord. Where? In that day. And in how many things he ministered unto me at Ephesus. Thou knowest very well. Verse 8, 19. Go on. Let's just finish this chapter. Thou therefore, now look at this. Thou therefore, my son, be strong where? In the grace. That is where? Is in Christ Jesus 2. Verse 2. And the things that thou hast heard of me are what? Among many witnesses, the same what? Commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to what? Teach others also. Are you seeing the way the baton is passed? That is how the baton is passed. That's how we pass the baton of faith. That's why I said it on Saturday. I said, no matter what we do as a house, God has called us to discipline. Right? We can have as many people come. Yes, and do it. It's fine. Do wonderful programs and all of that and let them come. But do not forget discipline. Because if you bring them, you only entertain. But if they don't go through discipline, where they are committed these same words that made you, you have wasted them. You have wasted their time. Did you get that? That's why teaching can never, should never be removed. The same coming down to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. Three, look at this. Thou therefore what? Endure what? Hardness. As a what? Good soldier of Jesus Christ. For no man that worried entangled himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who had what? Chosen him to be a soldier. You see that the book is sweet. Are you, who, are you following me? Let's see six and seven, maybe we'll close. Five, five. let's see five. The husbandman, five. And if a man also strive for the masteries, yet what? He is not, is he not crowned. Except what? Except he what? Strive lawfully. The husbandman that liberated must first be first particles of the fruit. Seven of the fruits. Consider what I say. Consider it. And the Lord give you what? Understanding. Praise God. When you pray for yourself, this is deeper than just this is it's called this is called the tenets of ministry. The tenets of ministry. I've come to see is beyond it's, it requires a deep rooting for you to fruit. You can't fruit without roots. It's a marathon. It's not a sprint. Lord Jesus, we receive more, receive grace.
The Bible says, let us have grace. Where we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. Jesus. Jesus, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. 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 My heart. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Let's pray for yourself. I will still be found standing, stand, standing, standing. I will serve God well. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we love you. Love you. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we glorify you. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Zipokusi apakata la baka. Jati pakato sikaba. Sikaba kukasi alakati mundu. Asiki pakato si apakata la mundu. Sapaka kukusi Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. 
Pray for yourself. Pray for yourself. Pray for yourself. 